Hey friends, my name is Jess. Hey, I'm Chris. Welcome back. And yeah, welcome back to Food for Thoughts.、Um, today on our podcast, we're going to be、uh, trying out some cool snacks as usual. And we、mm-hmm. also want to take some time to answer a question or even more of that, like a concern、uh, that a lot of people have, which is how do I know God's will for my life? Like I have these big career decisions to make.、Um, Big decisions coming up and all of that, and like, how do I navigate the stress of that? How do I know what it is that God wants me to do? And、um, we're here to tell you today that we we have the perfect answer to your question. We've broken it down for you. And basically, if you want to know God's will for your life, you have to lie down on your couch all day. Like, just <laughs> how does that sound, Chris? That's it. Step one to knowing the will of God for your life. Lie down on your couch. Yes. So there you go. That's our episode. <laughs>、um, but bef- no, that's we obviously want to unpack that and、um, sort of、um, explain what we mean by that. But before、uh, we do that, Chris has something freaky going on. <laughs>、um, there's a snack、yes. that I don't even know what it is yet. So yeah. So it was my turn to bring the snack this week, and so I've chosen something that I saw in a supermarket. That fascinated me,、hmm. uh, and I have not tried it. Okay, I know Jess hasn't tried it, <laughs>、uh, and I want Jess to read the label because the label is what really grabbed my attention <laughs>、oh, no. and made me want to eat it. So Jess is seeing this for the first time.、Yeah. Please read what, what we're about to snack、say? on. Oh come on! <laughs> no, I can't eat that. This says this man bought lactic acid bacteria flavor fudge. I'm not. What? I, okay. Okay. So I believe that this is some really crazy example of like when translations go awry, <laughs> because I bought it from a Japanese store. Yeah. And most of the writing、worry. on it is Japanese, and the pictures that are all over it. It's a beautiful picture. Like it's yeah, some pears. It's, it's fruit. I think it's mangoes. But、oh. it's it's fruit. It's lively. I mean, the color is very inviting. Right. And I feel like they got the、It's、name horribly wrong. Yeah. But it does. They didn't label the only English on the menu on <laughs> on the label says lactic acid bacteria flavor fudge. And I'm supposed to eat this. We're gonna eat it. Oh、so、my goodness! So here we、goodness. go, Jess. I'll give you one. I'm gonna try one. Oh my goodness!、Shot. It's probably like, not gonna be bad, but it looks、love. good. It's this. Let me describe it. It's like this cute. Oh, it's like um, like kind of like a gummy. Yeah. Right. Okay. I thought it was hard candy. No, it's it's like this gummy that has like a fruityish texture. There is like, orange. There is like a white cloudy thing inside that's、yeah. giving me pause. But other than that, it looks just like a yummy little like. Soft, squishy candy. It doesn't. Yeah. Ready to go? Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Lactic acid bacteria <laughs> flavored fudge. Down the hatch.、Mm. It's fine. It's delicious. It's sweet. It's almost creamy. Yeah, which weirded me out at、yeah. first. <laughs> I wasn't expecting <laughs> the creaminess. Wait. Let me try another one. Just.、Okay. <laughs> um. I liked it. It tastes like. Like definitely fruity. Yeah.、Um, What's mango flavor? Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. It's a horrible translation, but. Hey,、um, if you guys stumble across lactic acid bacteria flavor fudge, make a good purchase. I thought fudge was chocolate. I didn't know fudge. Was There's a lot going on there that doesn't make sense. <laughs> the fact they call it fudge is the least of my concern. <laughs> oh man. Yep. What?、Well, There you go.、Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Another snack down the hatch. This one, this one was good. I liked it. Did you like it better than what we had last time? <laughs> uh, yes, significantly okay. better. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we're ready to dive right into our topic today, which mm-hmm. is why you should sit on your couch to know the will of God. Yeah. Um, the reason why we're saying this is not because we're crazy, but think about it. If you're sitting down, um, think yeah, just think about making like a tough decision. You know. Are you going to make the best decision if you're like frantic and crazy and mm-hmm. like up at two o'clock in the morning with like having no food in your stomach? Or are you going to be better positioned to make a decision if you're lying down, you're calm, you're serene, and you're ready to listen? Yeah. So that's the idea behind like sitting on your couch. Like you don't have to take it literally, but just the, which we do want you to take literally is this idea that to know not just what God wants you to do, but who God wants you to become by his grace. Mm. Um, that, that comes with time, that comes with reflection, that comes with pausing. Yeah, um, yeah I think uh, when you pause and you slow down and you, you, you just listen, a lot of the times you can realize that like God is a God who, yes, he wants to answer your question, but he wants you to know that you're loved. Um, and that goes into grace. Yeah. I, I would say that what what we're trying to express, there's, there's three things we're going to unpack, which we think are symbolized by the act of sitting down on your couch mm-hmm. or lying down on your couch. And the first one we want to get into today is by lying down on your couch, what you are rejecting is the idea that you have to go out quickly and work as hard as you can and never stop moving. Mm-hmm. Because we can nev- we can never forget the fact that we are saved by grace, mm-hmm. and if you chose to do nothing with your life but sit down on your couch from this day forward and and literally do nothing until you got old and died, <laughs> it wouldn't change the love that God has for you. That's true, and that does sound like an obvious truth, but it's one that we struggle to believe. I don't think it's obvious. I think a lot of the reasons why we're so frantic and why we strive so hard yeah. is because we want to prove that we're lovable. Yeah, you know? true. Um, so the idea that, hey, I could just make mistakes and not accomplish much, and even I could do nothing and I would still be loved, like yeah. I think that doesn't sit well with, uh, with, with our culture and like yeah. with ourselves, I guess. So, yeah. I keep thinking I believe it until God sort of puts me in a position where I have to wait mm-hmm. or I'm less productive. Mm-hmm. I remember at the beginning of this pandemic, struggling with the thought that there was nothing I could do or yeah. my hands were becoming tied in ways. I really, really struggled with that idea mm-hmm. about like, but what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And, and my identity being wrapped up in my achievements, right. in my productivity. Right. And so we cannot earn... Or lose the love of God. And a reminder of that grace is absolutely important because out of that place flows the right attitude towards work mm-hmm. and the right attitude towards striving for God. Mm-hmm. We, we, we strive for God because of His grace. You, God doesn't want you to serve Him out of any other compulsion rather than love. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want you to... He doesn't want to kick you... Dr- you know, dragging you through, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Uh, drag you kicking and screaming yeah. into service for him. Yeah. He wants you to want 
to love him. Mm-hmm. And he also doesn't want you to have the sense where you need to earn his favor by doing all of these things. You already have his favor. And you need to remember that at the very beginning and to realize like there's nothing I can do to earn your love. It's already been given to me. I'm going to lie down on my couch <laughs> knowing that it doesn't change how much you love me. Exactly. Um, I think uh, like when you when you lie down, when you're like relaxed or whatever, you're also in a better position to like enjoy whatever is happening. And like, yeah. I think we forget to enjoy time with God. Um, I definitely see it as like something I have to do today before I can like get on with my day and like go, 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 all of that. But That's good. when I sit down and listen... Um, yeah, I can take time to actually enjoy the truth that God wants me to know, which is that he does love me unconditionally. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's step one. <laughs> yeah, but it also leads into what's really God's priority. Mm. God's priority is often very different from our priority. If you were to, If you were to ask God to answer the question, what do you want for my life? We're expecting an answer like, oh, I want you to be a doctor, or I want you to be an engineer, or I want you to marry this person or move to that city. In fact, the vast bulk of scripture that speaks about God's will for our life speaks towards character development. What God wants for your life is for you to be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when we forego knowing that, Mm-hmm. And instead skip ahead to the, you know, the brass tacks of what is it that I need to do next. Mm-hmm. We're really doing a disservice to the process by which God leads us, which is by this, this change he enacts in us through his Holy Spirit. And we are essentially ignoring a lot of scripture in favor of our own agenda. Yeah. A lot of people, the reason that they struggle with this question so much is, is based out of fear. They're afraid to make the wrong choice. They're afraid of uh, failure, mm-hmm. essentially. And they are using God as a way of coping with their fear. And that's not the right motivation to go about things out of. It's not right to be driven by fear. But when we come to Scripture, we actually find uh, rest from our fear and, yeah. and an ability to kind of like help our fear be overcome by, by what he's telling us, which is radically radically different from what we want we don't want to invite god into our life to simply satisfy our desires that actually will lead to fear quite Mm -hmm. often when we when we don't allow him to change our perspective his priorities are not our priorities and we need to prioritize our life around what he wants for us and what he wants for us is character change yeah yeah the the choice to follow god is something you'll do day by day it has to be done day by day. And if you're looking for some one big sign about what is it God wants me to do, you're missing the chance that you have to follow him each and every day, listening to his presence every single day. God does desire to speak to us. It says it in, in John chapter 14, verse 26. It says it in John chapter 16, verse uh, 13 and 14, and you should go there if you get the chance to to read what it is that the Holy Spirit uh, is doing in our life, and a lot of it is guidance. He's mm-hmm. guiding us. We're not here to say that God doesn't guide us. He absolutely does. But with the type of guidance He's giving to us, very, very few people in Scripture receive from God this sort of grand plan of their life. This is what you're going to achieve. This is what I'm going to do through you. The vast majority of them would learn in the moment 
okay, this is what God is setting me up for. And he would only give them the next step. And so there was a lot of faith needed. There was a lot of stepping out that's needed. And there was a lot of character growth that happened along the way. So character growth is the one that God really wants to see change within you. He wants to see that day by day you are going to become the person, you are becoming the person that he's leading you to be. And that comes through resting yourself again and again and again back into the grace of God, seeing how much he's done for us, seeing the love that he has already poured out in our life gives us the love to want to follow him in return. Mm -hmm. And it gives us a softness of heart towards the guidance of the Holy Spirit. How often do you ask the Holy Spirit to guide you in a moment, not overall in life? Like Jess, when you're with your family, do you ask the Holy Spirit to guide you in that moment? Uh, Sometimes yes, sometimes no. (laughs) (laughs) It's... um... I really appreciate that you're bringing that up. Like you were saying before, like um, characters in the Bible, you know, they they didn't have like the grand scheme plan, but they was like a step by step thing. Um, that's something I'm learning to ask. Um, like God, what's the next step? Like what's the next thing that you want me to do? Um, I actually that came up from like a conversation I had with someone like five years ago when I was mm-hmm. on a mission trip, and I was just like, we were just having a conversation about how, yeah, like we want to know so much about like, okay, hey God, what's 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 the deal here? Like, tell me, tell me what's going on. But you know, you're commenting about how like with the Holy Spirit is like a step by step thing, and so I was yeah. just having this conversation where I learned that like you can do that. You know, you can surrender and trust um, that God is gracious and ask Him, okay, God, like what do I do next? Like I'm I'm seeing my family tomorrow. Like yeah. what? What do you want me to say to encourage them? Like, what's the next step here? Where do I step back? Where do I, yeah, yeah. And it faces you to that very real possibility that the person who you need to be next, you're not that person right now. (laughs) Very true, very true. And God's dealing with your heart before that next thing happens because if he gave it to you now, you wouldn't be ready. But but that's the thing, like, aren't you grateful for that? That, like, he's preparing you to be, he's... It just shows more of his love that he's not more, he's more concerned about who Absolutely. you are at the end of the day. Like, like that's, I am grateful for that yeah. because it's like he, he cares about me that much to go like below the surface and address who I really am and who he really wants me to be. So. And that's the beauty of his love. Like at the end of the day, we're not robots that he is uh, placing on the board in such a way that we're just going to get things done. It's not utilitarian. In that Can way. you, um, you're talking about robots. Can you say that like engineer thing? <laughs> so I think what you're referring to is yeah. you know what I'm referring yeah, to God, God could have created a world in which all of us would have simply obeyed him and, and taken away our opportunity to choose to have choice and have the ability to freely decide what we want to do uh, and that is a world that would be very clean and simple mm-hmm. but it would also be a world that has no love mm-hmm. there would be no love in that world mm-hmm. And so a world like that might be the type of world that an engineer would like, but it's not the kind of world that a father would like. And God is a father, mm-hmm. and he created a world in which we have the capacity to love him. Mm-hmm. And that has with it inherent risks, uh, but they're risks that God deemed worth taking because to sacrifice love would just not be fatherly. who our God is. It yeah. wouldn't be fatherly at yeah. all. And it also goes down to the economic sense that God has as well. Economically speaking, uh, if you want something to change, uh, it's far more economical to change people 
rather than change situations. Him wanting to transform yeah. this world means that he's going to use us as the agents of transformation rather than transforming little situations here and there and here and then here and there, putting up these little fires. He right. is creating for himself a people that are transformed, that are going to be able to go out and change the world as a result. And that just goes back to the very beginning premise, which is what God's will is for your life comes down to the character he's building within you rather than the step-by-step instructions of how he wants your life to go. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of truth to the fact that um, if we're going to be the people God wants us to be, uh, the people he wants to use to change this world, then it's going to mean that, you know, we're going to have to sit, <laughs> sit for a bit and listen to his voice. Yeah. Um, but I think also um, another reason why we want to um, bring up the idea of sitting on the couch is because in case he asks you to do something really scary, like you're going to want to sit down. Like, <laughs> yeah. In case you faint. <laughs> in case you faint. Yeah. Like, are you yeah. sitting down? <laughs> yeah. Um, and what we want to say by that is, well, literally, like there can be situations in your life where you through prayer, it's happened to me that like just realizing that what God is asking me to do is actually very difficult. It requires that Mm -hmm. I put aside my own agenda. Um, It requires that maybe going through a season of like not understanding exactly why he's called me to do what he's called me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So like if I look back on my walk with Christ, there's definitely been like a lot of moments of joy, but there's also been a lot of pain when, you know, I'm sitting on the couch trying to listen for an answer and like they're just God doesn't seem to be doing anything um, or he's just not answering my prayers. And it's like in those moments, instead of being frantic, like I do need time to like sit down and think about what, like, God, what are you doing? Even if I don't see you doing it right now, very clearly. So, yeah. I think you can even turn that question around and say, rather than continue to ask God, what do you want me to do? Ask yourself, am I ready to say yes, no matter what he says? Mm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's a scary amount of trust yeah. that, that we're called to put into God. Yeah. And it's scary to think that, you know, the things I hold dearly, um, the, the dreams and plans that I have for my mm-hmm. life, it's very scary to think that, like, yeah, like those things might not happen. Um, and there's biblical examples of that same, that same like, fear that yeah. we have as humans um, when, when we realize that the things we want to to have happening aren't going to happen um i'm referring specific well it happens all over the place in the bible but like i'm referring specifically to john no matthew 26 um in chapter 42 so this is jesus basically having a meltdown is what it is like he's he's with his disciples like they as usual don't really know what's going on he's alone actually he's not really with them they passed out asleep somewhere they really took to heart that (laughs) the couch thing and so he's talking to god um about the fact that um, the father wants him to surrender his life. The father wants him to die. And he's like, my father, like, dad, if it is possible um, for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it. Sorry, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. Essentially what he's saying um, in this moment of pain, in this moment where he has to trust his father is that, you know, if this is the way it's got to be, then, yeah, let's let's go for it. Mm. Um I've had situations in my life where it's been so hard to pray that. Um, I think another gospel, it's like, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And it's been so hard lately to pray that. It's Mm. been so hard to put myself in that position of trust and surrender. Um, But then I refer back to this story and it's like, but Jesus knows what it's like to 
to have difficulty trusting God. Jesus knows what it's like to have an unanswered prayer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading, yeah, just a commentary on this passage, and essentially, like, Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, like, it's a scene where we see an unanswered prayer. Mm-hmm. And so when I go through seasons where I'm sitting on the couch and I'm realizing, crying, <laughs> realizing that, like, some of the dreams I held on to aren't necessarily going to happen, it's like, I'm not alone in that situation because Christ knows what that's like. So. Yeah. Regardless of what he calls us to, it's an absolute certainty that the life we're called to live requires the power and presence of his Holy Spirit. It's going to be a life that calls us to live beyond our own capacity because he wants us to bear fruit that glorifies God. And the only kind of fruit that glorifies God is one that people look at and is stunned and amazed, and we are stunned and amazed because we can't find a natural explanation for it. Mm -hmm. And that's challenging and stretching and growing. It causes us to have to kind of be the kind of people who are willing to do that. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you become the person who's willing to say yes to God no matter what He's asking us to do? I think in Christ we have both the example and the power yeah. to do it. Yeah. He is our example, showing us the way forward, the way to approach what it means to be submitted to God. He shows us how we can continue to trust in God uh, even in the very difficult situations. Mm-hmm. But if Christ was only our example, then we'd be doomed because yeah. we can't be Jesus. Like <laughs> He's Jesus, mm-hmm. but he's not just our example. He's also our power. What we see in that moment is Christ's willingness to bear what is unimaginable suffering and pain on our behalf, mm-hmm. to walk into hell for us. And so that gives us a power to trust God. That mm-hmm. gives us a power to be able to walk into difficult, you know, on-fire situations, knowing that God is there, we can trust Him, yeah. that Jesus has forged this way ahead of us, and He is there on the couch with us. I, th- I think also sometimes He, he cries with us. Yeah. Like um, if we're thinking back, uh, to, well, I'm just thinking about this randomly, but like Lazarus, you know, like Jesus wept um, with his family members who were who were weeping too. So yeah, he's our example, but also our power, and he's with us in those moments. So. Yeah. So the first reason we need to sit on our couch is to realize that you cannot earn or lose the love of God, mm-hmm. and that causes us to be able to move out of love rather than out of any other kind of ambition or any kind of fear. The second reason is because he might ask us to do something really scary and you're going to want to be sitting (laughs) down. But if he does, we realize that he has done it already. Mm. And he gives us the the example and the power to do so. The last reason we want you to lie down, sit down on your couch, is because discerning the will of God may take some time. It may take quiet. It may take pause in your life. And you need to make space for that as well. When you're discerning the will of God, it probably won't happen in a moment. It'll probably take a process by which we understand God invites us to persistent prayer. If you are struggling today to make a decision, a one key decision or know where to go next, I do want to offer you some practical insight into that as well. Not discounting everything we're saying. I think actually what we've said so far is the most important thing that you should take away from it. But on top of that, I want to lay a couple of things to help shape your thoughts. The first one would be if you're standing before two options that neither of them seem better or worse than 
the other, start to look at your motivations. Mm. Why do you want that job? And why do you want the other job? What is it that's driving you towards these options? Is there, are you being driven by something, a motivation that is honoring to God or not? Are you driven to this particular field because it offers more security, whereas the other one is more exciting to you? Well, between those two motivations, which one do you think would honor God more? Now, it may be difficult to say, but I would say that stepping out in faith, being motivated by a sense of uh, having to rely on God is more honoring than stepping in a direction that's just going to offer you safety and stability. Mm-hmm. And so something like that can help you discern where it is that the Holy Spirit might be leading you. Sometimes it's it's hard to know our motivations. So I think like um, mm. saying with the psalmist that like search my heart, like God, like tell yeah. me what my I'm. I kind of got some blind spots right now. So tell me what my motivation yeah. is. Yeah, so. we get to the knowledge of in Scripture that the Holy Spirit is praying for us. Mm. So we can even ask God, God, what are you praying yeah, for me that's a good one. right now? Ask humbly. Mm. Be ready to say yes, no matter what He says. That's tough. But that's the kind of attitude of heart that God will offer us. Remember that it's all about character growth. Like His priority is to change you, mm. not your circumstance. Mm-hmm. You may look at that and think, Dude, that's not my deepest need right now. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure becoming a transformed person isn't exactly what you need to face the situation that you're facing? And the last bit of advice I'd give you is just simple persistence. It will take time. You need to speak to other people about it, reach out, ask them what they think, ask God persistently what He thinks, and then just be prepared to live moment by moment in obedience to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. allowing yourself to be transformed by Him into the person that you're being called to be. I think that's where you're going to get it, because He may be waiting till you are ready before He's going to tell you what mm-hmm. He wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. And I just like... I don't know if this is like super uh, where I want to end, but like at the same time, be excited about the plan God has for your life. Like if I look back on where I was five or six years ago, like first of all, I'd never do a podcast because <laughs> what what's the podcast? Um, but also, yeah, like if I look back on like the things I was anxious about and where I am today, like and even in through that process of like surrendering some of my dreams and hopes and all of that like i'm still at a place where i'm like wow like god you did so much more than i thought would, was even possible so i would say still be excited about the fact that you have a loving father who yeah. does have a good plans for your life even if you don't see it at the time that's great <laughs> that's a good place to end okay <laughs> thanks for joining us today guys yeah see you next time see you next time <laughs>